you are listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. I'm Elena Paventa, Executive Communication Coach and TEDx Organizer. With each episode, I'll share with you communication tips and ideas from top business leaders to help you excel in your career. Welcome to the next episode of Ideas and Leaders podcast. Today, I am speaking with Agnieszka Gaczkowska, who recently was a speaker on one of my TEDx events. She's a founder of Plotki. This is a handmade business. She's uh, doing handmade workshops for corporations, for groups uh, of, of people to develop their skills of the future. Hi, Agnieszka. It's great to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you for the invite, Elena. I'm so glad to be here. So you're, uh, for me, Agnieszka, you're very inspiring uh, because uh, you turned your passion into a great profitable business. And this is what I wanted to uh, speak with you about today, because I know that many people, many people who are listening to us, maybe they're thinking, oh, I should change my job. Maybe they're not fully satisfied with what they do. And uh, you are just doing what you love every day. And this is so amazing. So how did you start your business, Oplotki? Yeah, thank you for this question. It seems that now I'm at this point where I reaped the harvest of everything I worked for for my entire life. And there were many places where I felt like it was a mistake. But now I see that was just a part of this, you know, big wall that you build your entire life. And each episode in your life is a brick that you put into it to make it even stronger and bigger. And yeah, for me, it started with the handmade. Like, I guess we all have those memories back in the kids times when we do something with our hands like drawing sculpting maybe knitting with your granny or I don't know doing those bird houses uh, with grandpa I also had that it was so natural in my family like breathing and eating like doing handmade things even my grandfather he was like doing the shoes like as a hobby fixing them Uh, so for me that was something natural and that naturally led me to the work that I dreamt of and really aspired to do, I dreamt to be an architect. So all those handmade skills, they in a way paved the way to my dream job. And I did. I worked as an architect for over a decade. And I'm this type of a person that does something 100% or doesn't do it at all. So I was really on top of it, like my own practice, hiring people, doing big projects. But at one point in my life, I realized that there's no space for private life there. Even my husband, we are laughing because he's a road designer. So in a way, we kind of cooperated, you know, worked together. And this thin line between work and private life was totally non-existent. And when we wanted to set up the family... I realized that it's barely impossible to be a present mom for my kids doing what I do. And I had this massive stop in my life. And I I guess we all have that moment that there comes this shift, there comes this longing, or there's something inside of us telling us that, okay, we need to change something. So I'm not that, you know, original. I also had it somewhere around kids. So with the first kid, I was still running around at the building site, you know, proving the whole world that I could break those goddamn glass ceilings, you know, running high heels shoes with kids on board. But then I realized, okay, why do I need to prove anything to anybody? Like, do I need to be in a fight mode all the time? 
and I stopped. I paused. With the second child, I had like a really like life-threatening experience because I really exhausted after a work day and I nearly fallen asleep in a car. So that was a huge wake-up call for me. And that was the moment I paused. I delegated all things architecture and I realized that being at home allowed me to you know, go back to all the childhood passions, all that handmade things like sculpting, drawing, all the things I loved and led me to architecture in in the first place. They bubbled up to the surface once again. And once I caught it, like after all those years, I said, no way, I have to figure out something to stay with it and like practice it every day. That was also this moment when I realized that it's a huge, powerful tool to actually stay mindful all the time. When I started practicing handmade, like, you know, crocheting those carpets for my interior design at home with kids on board or doing some, I don't know, a a picture for a wall, I realized that diving into this process gives me a tool to stay connected to my inner values, to what I really want, start asking myself questions like, do I really want that job? Or is it just me trying to prove everybody I'm better than the whole rest? And, you know, all those things that we don't allow ourselves on daily basis, I did access it through Handmade. And when I discovered that, I said, come on, that's a huge, powerful tool. In a way, that's a thing that we need in this fast-paced world, like in this this world where we, we need those life-threatening moments to actually sometimes wake up and, and realize that like we spent half of our life chasing somebody else's, you know, vision of success. Yes, and definitely. Me- and, and at which point did you realize that you want to make it a business and th- that you can make it a business? Yeah, great question. Yeah, when I realized that, okay, I could be, you know, doing those handmade things at home when I'm there with kids and we have this uh, break, like in Poland, we've got one year leave. So that's really comfy. But then you have to go back to reality, you know, all the bills, they won't pay itself. So for me, that was a conscious decision. Okay, I have to figure out something. So if I want to stay in that field and not to go back to this fast paced architecture, I need to figure out some kind of model that will be earning our bills, like paying the bills. So I did uh, invest consciously in some support. I hired a business mentor, which I support till this day. Like I take advantage of her programs, but I'm also mentor in her program. So I kind of see that this investment turned back to help me create a business model based on handmade. And, you know, it might sound funny because at the beginning I started doing handmade workshops that was pre-COVID time, you know, legendary times where we could like meet live and chill out together in some cafe. And, you know, at this level of handmade, it was teaching others how to create a certain skill, like, I don't know, do a blanket for your house, like woolen blanket that you wouldn't buy in a store. You just want to create it on your own. But then it also had this value of networking. So I saw the potential there. And Right away, I saw that it's not scalable. My my time is not limitless. I started hiring people to do more and more of those workshops. So in a way, that started to be a business model 
that gave me joy and you know happiness to do that and lead people and and grow the business but then covid came and i'm so glad that i started cooperating with uh, with sigrun like my mentor because from the very beginning she was advising me to start with this online um, pillar of the model of the business so pre covid that was something niche down for people who for example uh, women that were after a cancer so they didn't have hair or something they were ashamed to come on live events the workshops so they were using those uh, online workshops so it was kind of a you know really niche down service but still serving the same purpose to create mm-hmm. some you know mm-hmm. uh, networking and give those handmade skills but then when covid came everything exploded because you know we started sitting at home uh, spending more and more time getting crazy like <laughs> not being able to go out so all those services handmade online workshops uh, plus handmade online courses that we also had on our uh, offer, they started to be very popular to the broad audience, the mainstream. And that only showed me how a powerful tool that is, because when we were getting crazy at home with kids, with our spouses, then we could reach for that tool that we already had like ready sitting there on the web page. And what also came with that time uh, were the companies, like big companies, corporate world that uh, I only knew as private clients, like employees were coming to our workshops and they were telling us, Agnieszka, during those workshops, we can just chill out. We don't have to use Zoom or Teams only for, you know, those boring meetings that we, we actually treat as unwanted chore. We can turn those meetings into some networking, some chill out time. And I realized that that's a huge um, service also for the corporate world. So I started um, organizing those workshops for big companies. And it turns out that for, uh, for example, Rossmann or Alior Bank, uh, those are really useful to create those employees uh, connections like informal meetings, but also they could serve as a informal um, forms that we can ask our employees for something. And to me, that opened up totally new um, new gates because yeah. I started with, you know, handmade workshops and the main focus was on teaching those handmade skills like crocheting, knitting, and et cetera. But then I transferred more into teaching those uh, creative skills, creating the platform to talk, to chill out, to network. And it turned out that online platform, especially now when we crave for a human being for connection, turned out that that's a really nice tool to put people in one room, despite all the things that divide us and makes us united over those, you know, things that we do as uh, something with our hands, not only, you know, clicking through that, um, through that computer, but also gives a safe space to simply be a human being, make mistakes, you know, it's really funny to <laughs> do the handmade scarf because it's allowed to make mistakes. It's even, rec- you know, advice to make errors because that's the whole fun of it. And again, we play just like kids, like we were, you know, kids and we remember the fact that we don't have to be perfect all the time. 
And I feel that we kind of forgot about it in this uh, digital world. And with handmade workshops, we could bring it back to feel that we are allowed to be human beings. <laughs> and make our yeah, own. <laughs> yeah. I can definitely hear that you are super passionate about your business. And this is great. Thank you for telling your story, how you moved uh, from doing things yourself to start starting teaching this to others i think that uh, you showed that it is possible and i think that many people they are thinking about it but maybe they're a bit scared they don't know how they don't know how to start where to start so if uh, there was a person listening to us who would like to start their business or maybe side business based on their passion maybe it is dancing maybe it is uh, I don't know some some cooking or something else so what what would you recommend how would you recommend to start what would be the first steps yeah that's a great question to me there there is this twofold answer I would uh, strongly advise to just start just do things instead of being in our hands just do things and the second thing dare to ask for help and that's exactly what I did now when I look at it from you know from a couple of years back I assigned the success to those two features that I like uh, practiced all the time so first thing was uh trusting this you know inner voice that tells us like literally sometimes it just whispers and tells us okay let's do this let's try out like you feel it you probably feel the same thing that so many people around us feel but we don't dare to speak it out sometimes that's this basic action to take just talk about what you feel like my main thing was talking about I'm so frustrated that I either am a professional architect or a mom present mom that is at home with their kids why do I need to choose like I was so rebellious about that and said okay I wanted both I dare to create a model where I'm both a mom at home like my daughter is just having this homeschooling and I'm doing po podcast right you can have it both and still to be this ambitious entrepreneurial lady that uh, you know sets her own rules and that was the thing I was talking about and when I started talking about like one after another step led to another that's how I was recommended my business mentor and that was taking me to the second step where you don't know uh, how to create a you know, business out of handmade skills. I had no idea. I kind of had the hint that, you know, there's something to those meetings that there's this power within it, but I had no idea how to turn it into profitable business model that could, you know, support seven people on team like we have today. So I dared to ask for help. And if I saw a lady that, you know, is based in Iceland, but has a, a husband from Switzerland, so she needs a job that is, you know, independent from location and still can adjust to her hectic, crazy, you know, flying back and forth life. And I saw she did it. I said, okay, that's the person I want to ask for help because I also want to have a business model that adjusts to my private life. And those were those two little things but sometimes we don't even dare to talk about our dreams we kind of silence them put this mute mode to what we have inside because we follow somebody else's definition of success and to me daring to speak it out is the first step that leads you directly to you know doing something about it because finally somebody's going to push you <laughs> 
And then just asking for help. And that's a crucial step because we don't have to have it all. We don't have to have it figured out. There's so many people that already did it and they share. So that's a great way to take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if uh, someone uh, who is a beginner in, uh, in business and in online business, if they would come to you and ask you for help, what would, you, what would be the first... Uh, recommendations to the first steps that you would recommend yeah definitely i would advise surround yourself with people that support your idea um i do it in practical way either on workshops so sometimes even just having this group like you know uh, have those five ladies that that like to i don't know needs just like you and you just meet and talk to each other and they are supportive and when you drop this crazy idea okay i want to start my cooking company they're not going to be telling you oh that's a stupid thing don't drop corporal she's going to be telling you okay i know this lady and she's going to help you with accounting and this one that's a great you know tip just surround yourself with those people i also do it business wise like setting up my masterminding group it's just putting right people into one group and meeting regularly it's just that really that's simple but when you consciously surround yourself with those people consciously choose to have people that support you rather than you know tell you that it's a bad idea then magic can happen it somebody said that we're a sum of five people that we surround ourselves with or spend most time with and i strongly believe that it's um, it's working like if you're in this environment when where there are people who are chasing their dreams in a way it diffuses into your mindset and you start doing the same yeah Yes, absolutely. This uh, group of like-minded people is so crucial, so important. Um, I have, at, at different points of my life and of my business, I, I had uh, different types of uh, groups, business groups, masterminds. And I feel that uh, I can't do it on my own. Uh, even if I know what to do, I need an accountability partner Exactly. I need someone with whom I would have a call or have a coffee from time to time and just say, okay, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Because in business, you're always expected that you, you, you know what to do. Maybe exactly. in the on our Instagram profiles and Facebook profiles, we're showing this perfect version, right? <laughs> that we exactly. have everything figured out. But in fact, uh, we don't we don't <laughs> yeah exactly and, and that's why i admire so much uh, your work as a tedx speaker uh, tedx speaker both speaker and organizer right yeah. because you also <laughs> delivered an awesome speech and that's why it's such a powerful thing because uh, you create that space that platform where our ideas could grow and be visible and it's so beautiful that you know in a way you're a mentor in that field to many of us like i was like looking at you on the stage and like wow you just can do it like she just does it and then you just go down and tell us like okay you need to do this and this and that and those are the tools you can use to speak and that's so beautiful that we can share but at the same time being a mentor we're allowed to go to somebody else because we're in in other areas we need support like those are skills that are not so natural to us and we can just ask somebody to provide us with a tool to grow in that field and to me that's this beautiful picture of 
how our leadership changed, like with your leadership and ideas, like it's oftentimes about just stepping up to what we really do great and not trying to prove that we're great at everything and allowing ourselves to be imperfect in other fields leaves this space to grow, leaves this space for dialogue, for reaching out to people who are really brilliant in that space. And in a way, this way we all grow because we can exchange and I really love this idea of win-win I guess that's why I'm in this business because when we sit down and you know chill out while knitting uh, it doesn't matter whether you're a CEO like earning 10k a month or you know a CEO closing this 10 million dollar deal we're equal because we both don't know how to do that damn stitch because it's not working at that very point and that's a huge uh, thing that in that point, our granny that does nothing about, you know, Excel sheets and closing the deal, she's our mentor because she does those stitches perfectly. And that's this beauty of this world that there will always be area where we can grow and just allowing ourselves to be imperfect <laughs> allows others to be, you know, mentors for us yes yes absolutely and it teaches us i think about self self leadership a lot and also speaking about leadership uh, i know that uh, you have been working on your communication skills and your exposure in your business lately and congratulations on your amazing results you were on tv on radio and uh, on tedx platform uh, of course um do you feel that with um, with, with uh, improving and working on your communication skills and uh, also with growing your business, uh, do you feel that your leadership skills improved somehow? And uh, as your team grows over those last few years, as your team increased, uh, how, what change do you see in your leadership? personal leadership skills yeah that's a great great point like it really changes and I'm so grateful we had this um, episode where we worked together and I'm so grateful for your you know your guidance because the tools you gave me it you know to us sometimes it feels natural like what a skill like we can speak to other people like I know what to say to my employees right bullshit to be honest like if I'm using the, the you know bad word but it's really I had no idea how much of importance communication skills put on the making this difference this tiny little difference how we say things and in what way in what circumstances that changes a lot and uh, I remember that those were first steps like stepping into consciously working on communication skills like I thought I, I nailed it because I'm really talkative as you, <laughs> as you can hear <laughs> but then when I got those you know tangible tools uh, that could improve those skills or make me use those tools more consciously that really transferred to how I lead my team how I communicate them with them and boosted my self-confidence because even with TEDx, like for you, that's like every day, right? You're doing TEDx uh, events like for many years. So um, I bet that's a bit normal to you. But to me, TEDx was also about, you know, uh, those super duper people that are on that stage. And I never felt one of them. And working on communication skills, on this leadership through, you know, uh, delivering what we want to, how we want to lead and being clear about it, 
it in a way it helped me to dare to be there, to even apply to be a TEDx speaker, because I kind of felt that there is this power to improve what is maybe not that good, feel confident about it. And I saw that this whole process of preparing myself to TEDx, um, I saw how much work it is. So just admiring like what you're doing there backstage. But also to me, it made me grow as a leader because I felt I have this tool that, you know, no matter where you are, no matter, no matter whom you're talking to, it's always this tool set in your head that you can consciously reach for and use in a way that you want to have this uh, tangible result. So to me, this message, you know, that speaking skills, it transfers to leadership skills. And I see it in my team. We already have seven people on board doing handmade workshops. And the way I talk to them, communicate our values that we want to communicate further on, uh, that really makes a difference. Because once you start growing, it's not always you doing those things. And those are people representing your organization outside. And if you don't know how to communicate the deepest values you want to carry out to the world through what you do, you're kind of lost, right? <laughs> There's no point. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So it's great that great that you um, uh, felt this, that uh, it gives you confidence in, in uh, communicating with your team and also can boost your even uh, self-confidence and self-leadership. Um, Agnieszka, to you know, sum up our conversation, let's um, give our listeners a few tools what they can do to start their journey or to continue their journey uh, of, uh, especially if they want to start business in this area of uh, their passion or, or maybe it is not necessarily their hobby or passion but this is something completely new and your story shows that it is absolutely possible and it is possible to be a successful businesswoman in uh, in a completely new area that uh, that, that you, you were not in before so what would be those main tips that you would like to leave our listeners with yeah, I would totally leave with this one thought. Follow your heart and follow your head. Sometimes the head tells us like great data, like we know all this coach is great, has this amazing success. But I also like give you permission to listen to your heart. If you kind of feel that, okay, that person is talking about something and I don't know what she's talking about, but she's definitely like reaching my heart. There's something to it. I begin to feel, I in a way connect with that person, follow that because that's a beautiful guy guidance that we have like inbuilt in us but with this you know crazy digital world we forgot how it is just to feel to feel that it's okay to feel that we can follow our heart to feel that we can follow our passion because it won't disappear it will just keep on bubbling up and the sooner you start the easier it's going to be for you to take this next step. You know, I started four years ago because I just wanted to be more at home with my kids and at the same time be this, you know, entrepreneurial lady in high heels. And that was just the start. And, you know, I ended up, you know, speaking on Red Dot, inspiring hundreds and hundreds of people and sharing this powerful handmade tool with thousands uh, of people. And you see, once you start, your goals will start growing, changing, your vision is going to get bigger, but it's just a matter of starting. 
you have to start somewhere. Sometimes it's just starting at zero, none, nada. And it's okay. Like everybody started there, but just do this first step. And, you know, right people, supportive people, mentors, they will come your way. But once you start, you just have to start. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Agnieszka, so much. You're so inspirational. And uh, even I am, as I'm listening to you, I want to start. <laughs> Better <laughs> than coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is um, so inspiring. I'm sure that our listeners who were thinking about some crazy idea, uh, they for sure they will make the first step after listening to you and uh, if our listeners want to get even more inspiration and want to reach out to you where they can find you oh great question yeah we're, we're everywhere as oplotki that's podcast youtube uh, instagram facebook everywhere when you write down oplotki or oplotki pl that's the website there you'll find this uh, handmade you know ecosystem supporting you and when you want to reach me out personally it's best way is on linkedin because there's this 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 place where you can actually like talk to me personally and i'm really glad to connect and have the feedback if you have any crazy ideas connected with handmade or even business or anything that comes to your mind i'm really glad to answer that's the best fun of doing this business that i could connect to totally new people with crazy ideas <laughs> perfect perfect thank you so much agnieszka for inspiring us and for being on ideas and leaders today thank you so much elena for the invite and merry christmas and a happy new year so glad that we've made it before christmas <laughs> <laughs> yes merry christmas and bye bye Thank you for listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your LinkedIn profile and using a hashtag Ideas and Leaders. See you in the next episode.